You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Welcome to the Torn and the Goblin, a Mash Those Buttons podcast about Warcraft story and lore. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm Gragthar, Torn Hunter on Skywall US. And I'm Katie, Clanker Goblin Resto Shaman on Earthen Ring US. And today is March 9th, 2022, and this is episode number 143. Woo! And we waited waited till today to record. We wanted to make sure all the cinematics for the raid came out so we could talk about them. Um, I guess let's just get into it, right? I mean, I don't know if there's anything else to address beforehand. I mean, I don't know. Like, how are how are you feeling with the new? I don't think we've talked about the patch a whole lot, so and I haven't done as much exploration. But but first thoughts on the patch, having fun. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> um, I love it to the point that I'm angry because I've got too much other stuff to do right now, and I really can't I- spend all my time running around trying to find all these ciphers. Uh, but yeah, I know I've, I'm enjoying it immensely. Um, I have to say for as much as I complained about Grimoire of the Shadowlands, it did a good job. And I don't know if it did a good job or, or the more importantly, the little messages that they put in Tazavesh that we talked about mm-hmm. did a good job of building up Fareem as a character. Yeah. So that when you come up and he's standing there and, 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 you're like, dude, you're Fareem. And he's just like, yeah, not people don't really know who I am. I'm just kind of here. And I'm like, dude, you're Fareem. Like, like I know who you are and that's important. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a huge Fareem fanboy. I don't think I realized how much of a Fareem fanboy I was. And so <laughs> to get to see him was exciting. And to be working with him is exciting. And yeah, I'm like, dude, why did they kick you out from this other group here? I'm like, dude, you're awesome. You should be leading everybody. And then I'm hanging out with him in his cave. And it's just, ah, oh, nah, it. I, I, I'm, I'm super like, I don't know. He, he, I want him to be my covenant leader. Right. (laughs) Like, I I think I said this on Twitter, like, like this feels like the covenant that I didn't know was missing. Mm -hmm. The lore covenant. Yes. Like everyone else got like, like at BlizzCon, everyone's like, oh my God. Like, you know, Ardenweald and the Night Fae, like, that's where I belong. This looks so awesome. I'm like, eh. And it, you know, and then I was like, maybe Revendreth, like. Eh, like vampires, <laughs> they're 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 neat. They're they're cool. But, they're cool, but yeah. And I, I'm not I'm not meaning to slag on anybody that likes that stuff. It's just like you know everybody has like what speaks to them, and none of the four covenants like really spoke to me. I kind of got on Team Necrolord, but at the end of the day, it's like I'm running around and there's like giant pustules and hair sticking out everywhere, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay, like if I kind of like squint and look the other way, it's not a bad covenant. I can, I can be on board with this. I mean, I did like the intrigue. Don't get me wrong. And it's some cool characters, mm-hmm. but Zareth Mortis is an awesome zone. The enlightened are an awesome faction. Yeah. Um, so I am super, super enthralled to be here. And I am just like this, this couldn't have come on a better time. Oh, I, I mean, it could come at a better time actually. Cause like I said, I'm super busy. Such is <laughs> <laughs> so the nature of like any new content in Warcraft. It's like, and hey, we're going to drop it now. And you're like, but I'm so busy. Yes. 
Yes. So no, I'm I'm, I'm excited. I'm spending way too much try- time trying to actually decipher that language. I mean, what else are you supposed to do? I mean, okay. I'm like, as you should is what I'm trying to say. Right. No, I get it. I get it. No, but but like, well, the thing is, I, I don't know if there's actually a, a solution to it or not, or if it's just like they just randomly replace stuff. Like, I haven't yet figured out if it actually matches up. Do each of the characters correspond to another letter? Because you unlock words. I thought you'd unlock letters. You unlock words. Yeah. So it's like if you unlock words, you should be able to piece this all together. I haven't actually looked online. I don't want to cheat. And yeah, maybe yeah. I should just to see if there's actually a solution or not. Because I, I would have to think somebody had the same idea in the PTR and tried to to figure this out. Uh, like, you Watch know, maybe like the secret finding Discord or something. The, right? Like, right. So, like, they put them in the PTR and someone's like, okay, well, this is, like, a two-day process just to go and, like, switch what letters they align to, because that wouldn't be a hard thing to do on the back end, I don't think. So then they're like, oh, yeah, you think you figured it out, and then we're just going to switch all the characters. And be like, no. Right. No, but I've taken screenshots of, like, various texts, so, like, I can go back and, like, when you first get there, one of the automatons talks to you and you don't know what it's saying. I want to go back and be able to look at that and be like, aha, that's what you said. Uh-huh. It's probably like, greetings, hello, and welcome, and you're like... I'm sorry, what? I'm like, screw you. I don't know you, robot. <laughs> I'm you talk to me you. that way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I'm very confused. Yes. So, no, I am, I am enjoying it. And, uh, yeah, the struggle is real. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that said, re- real quickly, I do want to say I have one, one minor complaint. There was a quest when you get into the Enlightened where, um, I can't remember who the, uh, cause you, you bring along some of the brokers from cartel Al from Oribos yes. with you. And one, one of the brokers comes along and he meets his friend Rana and he keeps calling her Al Rana. And she's like, dude, I'm not Al Rana anymore. I'm just Rana. Like we've all dropped the, the cartel stuff. And he's like, why did you do that? And he's like, look, everybody here, they're doing it wrong. They're dropped. They, they've lost their cart. Like talk to them, try to get them, you know, back on the right page here. And you got you go around and you talk to them, and they they basically tell you like, dude, we're all enlightened now. The cartels don't matter. We're all on board protecting the first ones, mm-hmm. which I've been on board with since day one. Again, like Farim right? fanboy number one. So I'm like, I completely get this. So it felt a little bit awkward going around to each of them and being like, hey, why are you why why aren't you still using your 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 full name? And it ju- it just felt a little like. I don't know, like, 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 like it wasn't respect. Like, and I get the point. Like, it, it was intentionally disrespectful of yeah. their identities because you're you're dealing with this guy, the guy from the Al Cartel, who doesn't understand why they've done what they've done. So he still thinks of them as El Rana, and and he's you know he's being, I would I would say unintentionally disrespectful. Yeah, because he's you know he he doesn't understand, and that's really what it is. Is you have to come around and make him understand. What the I think the discord for me came from the fact that I got it. Yeah. Like I didn't need to go around and talk to them. I could have just been like, dude, just sit down, you know, have some anima or whatever here, like, you know, drink some tea from the <laughs> vendor and like, let's have a chat. And instead, you know, it's like, I had to go around and be disrespectful on his behalf so we could piece it together. Like that's where the, the you know, sort of the dissonance was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other, th- other than that, I mean, it's, it's been enjoyable. So. Yeah. Is it Pope Poco? Poco Poco or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Poco Poke. Um, it's adorable. <laughs> uh oh. Nick's like, okay, I'm about to. I I, I don't have. I haven't. Go on. I don't really have an opinion on. I haven't done much with him yet. Okay, I haven't done much right. with him yet because I'm saving all my cipher points because I want to go right to the 
craft your wolf mount. I know, I do too. That's that's the plan for sure. So, so yeah, I, I know like people have hats, and I saw somebody have like a sword for him and a shield, and I'm just like, he just he's just a little poke poke. He's very cute. What yeah, well, wolf yeah. mount? Like of 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 the priorities. I'm. I agree. Wolf mount is at the top. Also, I hear it flies. So yes. it's like very and exciting. If, if, if I can regis- register a formal complaint with Blizzard, whoever may be listening, um, the birds of prey, raptoras, whatever mm-hmm. the, the little, those, they fly around and then you tame them and then they don't fly anymore. What? They they just walk around on the ground and they fight like turkeys. That is very I, strange. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm all about my, my flying bird, you know, friends. I, was, I saw huh. that. I, you know, that's the thing. Like, I saw like uh, Potopia had put up all the uh, ma- yeah. all the mounts, or not the mounts, like the pets, yep. all beforehand. And I'm like, okay, there's like weird, you know, like progenitor wolf, and okay, progenitor uh, like wombat, and all that stuff. Like, that's fine. And then I saw the birds of prey. And I'm like, okay, uh, now I'm in. I got to get one of those. And then I got there. And I actually saw the wombats and the wolves in person. I'm like, okay, they actually are kind of pretty cool. So now I'm running around with a wombat and a wolf as my pets. But yeah, then I tried to get the bird of prey, and I got it, and then it just walked around on the ground. I'm like, fly, fly, you fool, fly. Fly! Wait, so is it the one that has the eagle model? Yeah, or- it's kind of like eagle-like. Yeah. yeah it- oh, I bet it's using the um, uh, the latest mount model from, like, 915? Like, Maybe. You know that, that like, because that's one of the first um uh bird like mounds that we've actually seen like an eagle that actually walks on the ground yes um, that's not like the raven lord or one of the really yeah, big it, yeah you know so i i almost be willing to bet that's what it's using and that's why it's not flying which Maybe, but probably is not if, probably it's not correct because it should be flying i agree it's weird I, it, it should be flying if if it like can you put a sticker on it that just says does not actually fly <laughs> right like it's kind of no. i think it's broken <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's my only my only complaint with the the patch so far. Um, but yeah, do you, I don't know if you had any thoughts. I know, you, as you said, you aren't as you had a, had a, haven't had as much time as I've had to play. Not, not that I've oh. had that much time. I'd be in there now if I could be right now. <laughs> no, just the thoughts are like the stuff that I've seen has been beautiful, and it's it's really exciting. And I, I think we've I think this has been a good patch for a lot of people. Like. Uh, I've heard on both sides, both like Blizzard side of things and then on the fan side of things, like it was a it was a really like smooth launch. So like a lot of people didn't have problems out of the gate, which was great. Uh, but also like a lot of fans seem to be very happy with it. Like like the, the sentiment around it that I've heard in the community is that a lot of people are very happy with what what this patch oh. was compared to um, a nine one, I guess. With the. With the patch, yes. Yes, with the patch. <laughs> Sorry, yes, yes, with the patch. With the patch. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, well, the thing is, I think Zareth Mortis is a great zone. Mm-hmm. I think the, 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 the content there, the way things are, are, are put in there, I think it, it was done very well. Mm-hmm. And it has enough activities. Like I said, there's the ciphers and you get to unlock Pokepoke's little mm-hmm. thing. You've got, uh, you, you have your various rares and whatnot and you've got the, the uh, forges you get you get your f- mount forge if you want to do that you got your your pet forge if you want to do that um so there's i think there's a good variety of activities in there so yes from a content perspective it's not just a case of like oh gosh it's been like six months you could have thrown us like a loaf of bread and we would have been excited like they're actually they actually delivered on that so i, I think yeah they did a good job from that perspective 
also just the automatons, like all the variety of animals. Is really oh cool. yes, yes. I, I yes. just I, I actually looked it up. I pulled up Petopia while we were talking because I was curious. Can you not tame the axolotl? Um, I guess they're not technically axolotls. I don't. You it know, says I you can't. Actually, there's one that you can get. You wind up getting as a pet. Yeah. I just kind of um, surprised that they wouldn't like count it as a lizard. I, that would have horribly offended me if they counted it as a lizard because you know, but it's I, not. But I feel like when they introduce stuff, they have to pick like one or two things. Like, don't make that tameable now. Well, we're gonna need something later. to make tameable, like yeah, you know, yeah, what, yeah. like a patch or two. So if we're like somebody has stuff to go back to, like, because they're always asking, like, what else can we make tameable? And every time they ask that, I'm like, I can't think of anything. I've yeah. got. Everything Besides dragons, like, like that's right. the only thing they haven't done. Druids, druids oh, are the last. Okay, thing. all right. You can actually tame a lot of models that the druids that are very yes. close to the druid yes. models, which is funny. You could. That's what I should. You, like you could role play as like a hunter, and you're like a hunter and one or two druids, depending on you know your your layout, and then you just summon different pets, and you just say it's the druid taking different forms. There you go. Writes yeah. itself. That does. That works. <laughs> Uh, so anyway i guess the consensus is we like the patch everybody seems to like the patch patch mm -hmm. thumbs up good job blizzard indeed indeed so let's ruin the show now and let's yeah. start talking about stuff that people start to have problems with <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Tw twitter especially yesterday and i even kind of fed into it because I don't know. Twitter is just even. I mean, Reddit is just as bad. Reddit's, Reddit's worse. worse. Reddit's worse. <laughs> like how we just um, both agree immediately. <laughs> yeah. So. No, it's it's the you know, and really, it's 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 the problem with community. It's like the problem with fandom in general is that you ride this wave of groupthink. Yeah. And when everything's good and you're riding high, it can be amazing because everybody agrees things are great. Uh, you know, there's no, you know, minimal complaints. And then when everything, when, when things start to go a little bit sour, it's oh, yeah. the wave crashes. You're, you're, you're getting tossed around in the sea. You don't know which way is up. You're swimming into the sand instead of going up, you know, to air, you know, it's just brutal. And uh, yeah, tw Twitter and Reddit yesterday, just uh, they, 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 the wave crashed real bad. Yeah. <laughs> Like, in some ways, I can understand, uh, and in other ways, I'm like, all right, like, in my opinion, this has been a fairly difficult expansion narratively to wrap up. One, because from what we've heard loosely, like, some of the, the story might have changed, like, uh, I know that... <laughs> We had that whole discussion about them trying to ruin Sylvanas, and I'm like, I don't know that that's necessarily true or not. Whatever, whatever that is. But um, it, like, I feel like there was a lot going into this expansion. Like, don't forget, a lot of this came out and was worked on during the pandemic, so there was like, you know, big shift in like all the work styles and workflows and all of that. And like, I, I think it just wound up being rocky and kind of stayed that way. So like, it always, it never. It never got like a super sure footing, I think, in any aspect. And besides like the initial covenants, I feel like came out really strong. Like the the story for those, but then like they were they were all tied together decently well. But it feels like the setup for what came didn't really 
pay off in some extent. Oh, go ahead. Well, I think there's two things that worked against them. One is the pandemic in the sense that it took longer to get stuff out. Yes. That if yep. they had been putting, if they had been putting chapters out every, you know, three to four months, where at least we had some some breadcrumbs to go along with the story, some yeah. advancement of the story. You know, if it takes a while to get to the end, you know, as long as we're we're going along there, we get we get there, we get there. But the problem is when you go for like you know like seven or eight months and you're you're kind of hanging on the cliffhanger of like okay, you know we we uh, you know we beat Denathrius and we fixed the anima drought. Well, you know what's next? Like waiting for nine point one and nine point one didn't really. I mean, it it you know I guess it did advance the story in the sense that the jailer then goes to the next place, but it still didn't give us any answers. There was no. The answers we're waiting for came in the, you know, the presentation, like, here's 9.2, here's Zareth Mortis, here's yeah. where we're going to start to tie some of this together. So it's, I mean, that, and that's, that's obviously beyond their control. Like they couldn't, you know, they could get the content out only at such a rate. And, but that's something that they need to account for when they're planning these stories out to understand, like, it's, it's not, it's not simple enough to say, okay, like story beat patch one story beat patch two story beat patch three you have to consider like how much time between these story beats real world time not not in-game yeah. time how much real world time is going to be there that we're sitting on that story beat mm -hmm. um you know because sometimes sometimes like you know it, you know it, yeah like a really good cliffhanger and you're just like like i mean you know it's but the thing too is like you think of like tv shows where there's a cliffhanger you know, traditionally it would be like, okay, like they end the, end the season in May and it comes back in September, but then you start getting like the TV shows where it's like, okay, like here's like your end of Game of Thrones season, whatever. The next one comes out in like 18 months right, and right. you're, you're hanging on that. So, I mean, you know, but the, but the fan, fan bases find a way to survive though. They, 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 you know, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, big fan of Lost. And so I was, you know, <laughs> during those, during those breaks, like, you know, I'm reading every you know, every like lost recapper is like, okay, let's recap everything one more time. Let's come up with, you know, more insane, theories. you know, th exactly theory, you know, pulled out of our butt, you know, from here. And, and I mean, and to be honest, that kind of inspires this show. That's where I, pull, you know, that's kind of why I pull some of these theories out of the ether um, because that's, that's, that's fun to a degree. But at the same time though, like, you know, like, like at the same time though, the other problem with that is that you can get so many expectations set up. If every day you're just like, you know, like, you know, 98 days till the next patch, 97 days till the next patch, and you're just thinking like, oh, it's going to be so cool. You know, they're going to do this, they're going to do this, they're going to do this. And then they don't do any of that. And that's, that's on us. Like, we need to be careful mm -hmm. not to get, to, I've, I've been trying to stop, like, like, it's one thing to have the theories and to understand that, you know, whatever theory I'm going to have, probably going to be wrong. But it's another thing to say like, oh, they should do this. And because then when they don't do that, you run the risk of like, oh, hey, well, what I thought of was cooler. <laughs> yeah or like expecting certain things to happen that don't or they don't pay out like like you said like they don't pay out in the way that you're expecting uh which to be fair in some ways you, you have to be careful on both sides because in some ways uh on the development side like you don't want to mislead people to have those notions so you have to be very careful but also like on the player side it's tough because you're like oh i'm really excited like We've seen an example, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it in this, because I think this is one of the, the problems people had, like the, the Arthas versus Garrosh show up, right? Like, it was teased that Garrosh was going to show up, and he showed up, not for very long, but he did. Or like Kael'thas, he showed up for quite a significant amount of time, which is really exciting to players to interact. We were teased Arthas, and then we didn't 
really get what I think everyone was hoping for. <sighs> see, yes. The, see, the problem there, and this is, I mean, to a degree, this is the same problem with Sylvanas, is that you've got this character that has existed for 20 plus years. Yes. That people have an attachment to. Yes. And you can't satisfy that. You like, like nothing because the problem, the problem that they have is that, especially with Arthas, they don't want to do anything that's going to radically change who he was. They don't right. want, like yep. his story is functionally over. Yes. They're not reintroducing him to like, like with Illidan, they brought Illidan back. There's more story to tell with Illidan. They yeah. didn't kill Illidan. They just kind of put him in the, in the little Pantheon box and, you know, they put it on the shelf, but he's still out there. He's still fighting Sargeras. And, you know, someday we know he's going to come back. They, 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 they wanted to do that with it, but Arthas, they're done. They're not, you know, yeah. they're revi- they're revisiting it sort of in, 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 in facets, kind of like reflecting back on it, mm-hmm. but he's not part of the story at this point. He's, right. you know, he's just kind of, he's, he's, he's just kind of there. And so you don't want him to show up in his full death Knight garb. You don't want to sh- have him show up in his full paladin regalia. Right. And, and, you know, and, and do something. He's not going to be a major player of the story, but at the same time, when you, you know, it, it's, you know, when you show Chekhov's Arthas being thrown into the Maw in Afterlives, and then you tease little bits. I mean, they've been teasing the Andrew and Arthas connection. For I mean, go, for, you know, going ever. back to, you know, I mean, there was the one uh, BFA cinematic where Arthas st- or Anduin storms in the Lorderon. Oh and God, like, hey, so that's interesting that it's like he's doing the same thing that Arthas did. Like shot hmm. for shot, mind you. Like, it's right. like going. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, one credit to the cinematics team is they know when to pull a shot from something else. Yes. That's very I mean, true. And, they, and they've, they've done it. They did it th- this time. I mean, uh, was Anduin ripping the sword mm-hmm. is Sylvanas ripping the helmet. Yep. yep. And so, I mean, so, you know, they, they know when they need to call back to something when it makes sense and they do it very well. Um, yeah. That's the one thing I, th- I think that can't be un, un like, it can't be denied, underemphasized. Really. Yeah. The the quality of the cinematics, top notch. Yes, as always. That, my opinion. I mean, <laughs> the, the oh, no, but no, but even then, I mean, like the uh, you know to jump ahead a little bit, like the when uh, Zoval is like uh, like his is like dissolving, mm-hmm. and like you see like his armor first dissolves, and then like his skin starts dissolving. Very well done. Yes, and Very the cool. emotion that they can show in these character faces consistently gets better and better. Yes. So there's no, no argument, no, no, no complaint, no, no problem with the, the, the technical nature of the cinematics. Right. Yep. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but the, the problem is really, it's the, the, the fandom and the reaction to the plot there. It's the, the, like, there was no way, because the thing is with. Either Shadowlands then becomes like Arthas's expansion. Mm-hmm. Like even if you sh- have him, sh- if you have him show up even more, then it's like then he becomes too much of a distraction. But if you don't have if you don't have him show up at all, then it's like he becomes a distraction because he wasn't there. Like there's no right amount of Arthas to give, and they tried to give like the least amount of Arthas they could give while still meeting the minimum required amount of Arthas, and it didn't. It wasn't the it right amount. It it wasn't like I understand that. Excuse me. I understand that they they didn't want to overshadow Bolvar. Like that makes a lot of sense. So like you wouldn't want Arthas to show up in a large capacity because we already have someone fulfilling that role. On the same token, though, like 
I think there there are two parts that bothered me because we didn't see we saw Arthas fall into the maw as kind of like a full bodied being. Um, and if I, I'm just going to jump into part of the cinematic for this explanation, but um, we see a small, a very tiny fragment of Arthas come out of the the blade, the Morn blade. So, uh, it, but it's it's not like a piece of him that you can interact with. It is just like. I don't want to call it like soul cruft, but it's like it's like a little grafumbly at the edge of the pages when you and you have your uh yeah you have to tear the edges off your pages. It's like this little tiny remnant that's left over and it just kind of like fades away, which I think is poetic, kind of. But it's like that. It felt like there was going to be a lot more, and I think that's what bothered me because I Arthas is such an iconic character. And you have Sylvanas and Arthas, and you're like, oh my god, they're reunited once again in the Shadow Shadowlands. Like, Jaina's here. Like, everyone that's ever interacted with Arthas is here. Uther's here. Like, you know, we have Anduin, who's gone through this entire death, almost death night, uh, like, change. And then, don't get me started on that. We'll, we'll get there in a minute, because I have feelings on that. Um, But then, you know, it's just like, oh, and here's a little, like, poof of Arthas. I'm like, I almost was expecting a little more. Like, if if his soul, right, had, like, rematerialized as himself for just a moment and we had that dialogue, I think that would have felt like a better payout. Like, yeah. I, so I think of, like, King Tyr Tyrannus. Tyr yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when, when he materialized for when the, the blade was sundered. And I understand that, like, this piece of Arthas, again, is very small. It's not his entire soul. But, uh... Eh, I have feelings. Also, it's like a piece of a piece of a piece. Right. Well, that, that's that's the only thing that makes sense mm -hmm. is that this isn't the first time we've dealt with a remnant of Arthas's soul. Right. Um. You know, you go into the blades, of the fallen prince, as a death knight to reforge them, and you have to fight pieces of Arthas's soul there. I think uh, with the Matthias Lerner underneath Ice Crown, when you're doing that, like that's part of Arthas's soul that was under there, right? Mm -hmm. So his soul has been fragmented and fragmented and fragmented that. To a degree, one, it makes sense that this is all that's left. Yes. Like, in a way, they've been pulling at him and pulling at him and pulling at him that, yeah, he's, he's, he's exhausted. They've literally used it all. You know, he's, he's, not, he's not Garrosh. You can't keep sucking anima from him. Yeah, right. Um, you know, there, there, there is a limit. But two, they've done this in such a way that if they ever decide five expansions from now, they're like, hey, you know what? I've got a great idea to, for Arthas. How can we bring him back? There's just another remnant of soul somewhere. That You just have another little piece of his soul that was cut off somewhere. And even another piece of soul cruft. And then from there, you just um, magical doohickey. Arthas is back. So, I mean, it's not like he's gone, gone. Although the implication is that, yes, he's gone. Well, what I find interesting that I don't think they ever really covered. Uh, well... Okay, so like, this this is a little wibbly wobbly timey wimey. So forgive me, but if you have someone that has fractured souls, they can still manifest in the Shadowlands. Although they brought him and threw him into the Maw, they brought that Arthas and threw him into the Maw. But like when he crossed over the barrier into the Maw, did all like all versions of himself continue to? coalesce on the version they threw into the mall like can there be more fragments of Arthas out there where he's just like I'm living my best life and then he dies he's like oh no I can't well, exist there's a, 
there's a difference between like the versions of yourself where like when when like the alternate timeline you dies and they yes. all merge right as opposed to like oh there's part of you that's still left in the blade or there's part of your soul that somehow got left under ice crown yes or yeah, i would of, say like, that's different yeah but like you know par- part of your soul stepped in gum and is stuck somewhere <laughs> Sorry. And that's a very nitpicky thing, but I'm like, what happens when your soul is literally obliterated? Like, do all instances of you just cease to existing in other... See, um, well, again, timey wimey Yeah, exactly. Because like, like, yeah. I guess, like, that kind of happens. It doesn't seem like it happens a lot. I mean, like, I guess that's, that's the same question for any soul that gets thrown into the maw. Like, when other uh, instances of yourself die, I would imagine they all like coalesce onto your main soul if you will or whatever they they become one with the soul that's in the maw uh unless yeah i don't think you can say i okay i should not have got off on this tangent because that's, <laughs> <laughs> that is a can of worms i don't think anyone can address no so. it's it, it, you're absolutely right and and i think that's that's the case where the lore is so expansive it starts collapsing under its own weight yes yep like Draenor. It was all Draenor's fault. If it yes. were Draenor, it was it'd be like, oh, this is fine, and it makes perfect logical sense. Um, but yeah, like for for the Earth is fragment, like that makes sense. The the thing that I think I don't want to say I take issue with because I don't know if they split his soul in any more fragments once it got to the Shadowlands. I don't I don't think they did, but like. It feels like what they threw into the maw was a pretty hefty chunk of Arthas's soul, in my yes. in my opinion. Yes. So it feels weird that all we got to see was this tiny, like little pitiful shard of it. Well, that's the point, is like, that I mean he was powering the blade, which was powering Anduin to a degree. I mean, also by that point, who true. knows how much the jailer had extracted from him. I mean, the jailer's had him for how long that he's able to take that little crystal and put it into the blade. I mean, he 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 may have milked Arthas for all he had well before this but i think that's the thing that kind of does this in like we didn't get any of that story like i i wanted that story i wanted to know like i think it would have been powerful to see that like to have either uther or jaina or sylvanas anyone being like ah yes when i was here like i saw you know literal parts of like he was a manifested version of arthas being like torn like pieces being torn away like Watching this very, um, I want to say dramatic, but that's not the right word. Like this, this character that's been through so many horrible things. Most of them he created himself, to be fair. But a lot was kind of set up and teed off, and he just kind of fell into it uh, because he was a pawn in someone else's plan. But I would have, I think, I would have liked to see more of that because we have all of the players in his story. And then they were just like, oh, there's Arthas, like, last little bit in there. Like, it just, I know it wasn't this way, but it just felt like it was kind of slapped in there. And, like, they they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do something. They're like, oh, crap, we forgot to do something with Arthas. You know, I I don't know. That's not what it was. But See, see, that's the problem is it's so hard to figure out, like, what, like, like, you know, what, like, was this the plan all along? Was this what, like, because it's. You know, you know, you know. I, like I remember, uh, was it around like, uh, but but even even then, even then, like I, I remember around. I want to say Cataclysm. I think right before Mists, like there was stories about uh, like the WoW team 
you know, like having some kind of retreat or whatever. And they, they were like, oh, WoW can go for another 10 years. Like we've got expansions lined up for 10 years. And that made sense. You had, yeah. you know, mists into technically into Legion. I mean, you had Warlords as a nice little break there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had mists into Warlords. And like it all flowed seamlessly into, you know, Legion into BFA. And then I feel like now we kind of hit the, okay, like that, that, that part's out. And now we're in like another arc here. Yes. That hasn't quite landed the same way. It hasn't and quite materialized, it feels like. Right. Uh, and I, I don't I don't I don't know if they need to have like like sit down and come up with like what are the next ten years of expansions? Because the other side of it too is that you know, and this is this is sort of the nature of serialized writing, is that you you have a vision of where you want to go, but then like you still have to do the individual chapters. And when you sit down to actually make the pieces fit together, you don't necessarily know what's going to happen in a given chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think people were jumping all over Christy Golden because she made a comment like, oh, I'm so excited to see whatever patch because I don't know what's in it. And they're like, how do you not know the patch? Because like you don't, you know, you're writing the Sylvanas book. How do you not know what's in the patch? Like, you know, you need to know everything. And and her point was like, well, one, I don't know, like the artwork and stuff, like the actual work going into the patch. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like she knows the overall yes. direction of the story. and and. And it, it it's it's like what at what level was like the Arth like were they just like okay so we'll throw Arthas in the mall and then Arthas will come back and then like it wasn't until like they actually sat down to be like okay now now okay what do we do for Arthas's comeback here will we do this cinematic how do we want to present that or was this always like oh we'll throw Arthas into the mall he'll come back as a wisp like was that yeah. the like I'm I'm just curious about that like from a like I I. I I'll say this again. I've said this before. Like, I, I wish they had like behind the scenes DVDs that I could like at the end of the expansion, I could just plop it in and just watch every, you know, decision that was made as they go along. Just not to, not to be critical, no, not to, no. you know, not, not, I just think that'd be fascinating. A little bit, a little bit of who wants to be critical, but overall, I just think it would be fascinating. Like, I think that's part of the, again, like, I don't disagree with the, the direction it took. Like, I think that's a great, okay. I know that that seems counterintuitive to what I was saying, but hear me out. So I like the direction it took. It wraps up Arthas' story. Like you said, Arthas' story is done. Like, at least for now, but very, this feels very definitive. Like, it wraps it up nicely to have it be this way. Um, I think if they had done a better job leading up to this kind of an expectation, it would have been a lot smoother. Because, like, I think pretty much all we've seen is Anduin looking almost exactly the same as Arthas. And then, like, we, like we saw Arthas run into the Maw. Anduin got dominated by the Mornblade and had his magical girl transformation. I'm going to talk about that in a minute because I have feelings about it. Uh, but then, you know, look, that's all we see until the blade breaks and it's just, like, a tiny wisp of Arthas. And you're like... But, like, I was... If there had been more lead-up being, like, if someone's like, yes, like... They talked about fractured souls, or they had talked about when Morn laid um uh Eben Ebenmorn. Ebenmorn? No. Frostmorn! Sorry. Yeah. I just I had like six Morn blades go through my brain. I'm like, come on, Katie, you know this one. Um Frostmorn, when Frostmorn was sundered, right? Like we saw all the pieces of all of these souls fly out. Granted, I believe most of those were whole souls, Uther's being the exception. Um, but like if they had talked more about either how it works or the fragment fragmentation of souls, like I was hoping there would have been a more consistent story beat around the topic and discussion of both maybe Mornblades about like shattered souls. Like, and I think there's 
lightly, but like if it had focused on fragments and then we get Arthas's fragment at the end, we're like, okay, that would have felt like it wraps it up because they've been talking about it this whole time. We understand that, you know, they're like maybe Sylvanas saw him being shattered into multiple pieces and any story beats that say, here is Arthas also, or someone has interacted with him or someone knows something that happened or even just what the hell is this little shard of, you know, soul? Like, let's talk about those. I mean, and I, I guess, I guess we kind of, well, like I, I'm, I'm trying to think like, for example, like if we had seen, maybe if they had taken another person's soul and like put that into a weapon and then like you take it out of the weapon and like, Oh, it's, it's used, you know, it's consumed in the making of the weapon. Okay. Now they're just a wisp and then they go away. Like if we had right, right. seen that and you kind of get that a little bit, like with the various souls, when you go around the mall collecting them kind and like of. some of them, but it, you, but again, it's like, you see that, but then you also have like souls, like, you know, like, you know, Garrosh who can withstand a ton right. of, you know, and you kind of, you know, you put Arthas on like a Garrosh level. You do. He's an important character. Yeah. So it's like to see Arthas reduced to that is a bit, it's a bit disappointing because it's, yeah, like you expect like Arthas, you know, I mean, he's the face of Warcraft 3 or at yes. least one of the faces of Warcraft 3. Warcraft 3 and the, the second Warcraft expansion. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like he's, right. I, I literally just bought a, a board game that is a Warcraft version of the game Pandemic and he is on yes. the front, which I haven't played it yet, but I'm very excited to play that. Yes. Um, but he, he's a novel character. He is, he is, in my opinion, as recognizable as Sylvanas, right? Like he is a super, so. I mean, yes, like he's a super iconic character for the franchise. Um, and it's just like having either Thrall or Garrosh, because the, the Warcraft style of Orc is very um, specific. It's very stylized, uh, so it's easily recognizable like when you compare it to like Warhammer or something like that. But because he's such a big deal, because everyone's, I don't want to say everyone's favorite expansion, largely it feels like everyone's favorite expansion that played back then was Wrath of the Lich King. Like People were looking forward to this probably hyping it up way more than they should have been in some ways, but I, I was kind of hoping that there would have been a stronger story beat surrounding this so people would have that closure. Because it feels like we were like, oh, we're teasing that, you know, he's coming back a little bit like this really big, you know, character that everyone loves, that everyone looks forward to. And then they're just like, and we immediately give you closure without giving you like, it's like giving you the cover of a book and then giving you the back of the book. You're like, ta-da, here you go. And you're like, but, but what happens in between? Like, where, where, and maybe we'll get answers in the Sylvanas book. That's possible. Well, that's, but see, that's, that's, that's the other problem is we keep saying, maybe, maybe we'll get answers. Maybe we'll get, yeah, and it's yeah. like, that. at some point, just, just give us, either give us the answers or just stop. Like, just, <laughs> cause yeah, we've been saying, we've been saying that since, since Legion. Yeah. That's like, you know, true. and, and and, you know, I mean, and again, you know, like, like I said, like, you know, like maybe some of these story beats would, you know, these questions wouldn't feel so heavy if they, we'd gotten answers a little bit quicker and a little faster pace or stuff to right. distract us. But um, no, but really, like, this is this is like the fundamental problem with Shadowlands. This is why you need to be careful when you do an expansion like Shadowlands, because, yep. you know, when they announce this, we're going to the land of the dead. Well, holy cow. How many people do we know who are dead? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, so right off the bat, we start making lists of well, who do we want to see? Who do we want to see? Especially knowing who's coming in that we want to see them interact with. Yeah. And you're not going to get. You're not, you know, you're not going to you're not going to get a tenth of that. No. And so you have to be careful. Like, OK, I'm like, I get that. You can't. It can't just be an entire, uh, you know, it just can't be an entire of like, who's who of like, Hey, who's dead? Who said who's dead? Like you can't just yeah. run through that. Like, you know, you've got your own story to tell with these other characters. And it makes sense too. If the Shadowlands are like infinite, you shouldn't see everybody. Cause everyone should be scattered around. But 
like still like you know everybody's gonna have their hopes and okay so like you know or maybe early on you're like okay well we're gonna see draka so we're not gonna see dorotan that's 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 fine um you know like that's gonna be sort of thrall's character beat there so everybody from thrall's past that's dead they're not gonna show up it's like okay because we're getting draka um you know and then you know like jaina you know maybe she could have seen somebody more but you know what what you know you can kind of i don't think she ever uh, ran into kale thos did she or did she no i don't think so uh, i don't remember her doing that although that would have been hilarious she's like don't worry both of my old flames are dead i think they're both they're both in corthia but i don't yes they are both in corthia but i don't know if they've ever actually actually interact that, that's a missed opportunity just be like jayna you're looking well and she'd be like it oh, is God. but it also it is but it also is probably for the best no i just like just like it's like <laughs> one of those um like uh in legion when you run past and you hear dialogue between two characters like it's just one of those where i feel like it'd be hilarious to be like jayna you're looking well and she's like you're looking dead <laughs> a little thinner still just as much of a jerk face it's like i love what you did with your hair like i don't know just how, how those crystals work for you? <laughs> mm, yeah. 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 She's like, I dated a dragon. <laughs> He's like, really? Uh, yeah, that'll be the yeah, that'll be the next expansion. Kalefast's attempt to become a dragon. Oh my gosh! Yeah. He's like, I want to get back with Jane. And you're like, you're dead, dude. Just <laughs> just let it go. But uh, no, but um, what was I saying? Um, story beats. I don't know. It's uh, no, that's right. But that, like Shadowlands, the problem is everybody had everybody had such high, such high expectations for who they're going to see, and it's like they just you, they can't deliver on that. They just can't. They can't. And and, and they kind of tried to set that up like we're only going to show certain characters, and it's only going to be in certain ways. And, and and I get that. And this is how they cho- they wanted to show Arthas, which is you know which is fine. But it's just a character like that. It's a hard. It's a hard way to. You know, it's a it's a hard way thing to deal with because the fan expectations are so much. It's the same thing with like Star Wars, where I mean, you look like the Book of Boba Fett, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that got some harsh uh, reaction because Boba Fett's a character that's been around for forty years and really hasn't done much. So it's like he existed a lot more in the fans' mind than he did on the screen. And then when you actually go to do something with him. It's like, well, that that conflicts with how, how I imagine this would go for for forty years. And I mean, I don't want to turn this into the Star Wars podcast, but I think I can tell you what went wrong. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But yeah, but that's exactly the point, though, is that yeah, you know, you you start bringing some of these characters back, and mm-hmm. if they don't hit what everybody's been waiting on for twenty years, it gets you know, it, it gets choppy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like. But, to to use that as a bit of a an example, it's funny because when my my boyfriend and I talked about the book of Boba Fett at length, and we were talking about the Mandalorian, and one of the things that we had kind of discussed is, like you say, there was so much pressure put on Boba Fett as a character, and then anytime Mando shows up, everyone's like Mando, like it, very excited to see him, and like because we watched Mando develop, like because- yes. Because he came in with no expectation. Exactly. We're just like, who's nothing. this Boba Fett looking dude? And then he, you know, but the, and then like he's able to grow in his own way. And it's like, we, you know, yeah. we vaguely, we vaguely transfer some of what we like about Boba Fett to him because they look alike. But at the end of the day, they're, they're separate characters. Yes. And then, yeah, it's yes. And, and, he, and he's, he's allowed to have shortcomings and be different mm-hmm. because it's not, it's not Boba Fett. It's some new guy. Yeah. And, and that's already seen his shortcomings. Like we've gone on a, a long journey with him whereas boba fett like he's he's come in being like one of the best bounty hunters right like well we're 
we're still going on the journey with him. Yes. So yeah, it's it's true. it's not like and, and that's the thing is like when you know we're going on a new journey with Boba Fett and it's it's complete you know there's there's a clash there's just a clash yeah and that's that's what you have to watch out for. But speaking of clashes, how did you clash with Anduin uh, oh resolving my his? God. Uh, I, I'm 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 a Death Knight. I'm 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 emo goth phase. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me while I roll up my lore sleeves. So, in in the cinematic, right, uh, when Anduin is freed from domination, like, he rips apart the Mornblade, and I was like, okay, that, that's cool. I know this is a detail, and I'm sorry to nitpick. He immediately fully transforms back into blonde Anduin wearing alliance armor. And I sat there going, what? Like, if, if even if he had kept the domination armor on, like, he just did a magical girl transformation. This is upsetting to me for two reasons. First, again, going back to Frostmourne. When Frostmourne shattered, Arthas stayed the same. Granted, he was under, you know, he had gone through a lot of changes for a lot longer duration. But I am upset at this change for two reasons. Again, the first is that, like, Lore, like, just lore-wise, that felt really weird for him to just change back into, like, happy, plucky Anduin. The second that really bothers me is he's undergone this very trial, like, he's undergone this very arduous trial, right? Like, he has been subjugated to domination. That's gonna weigh on his soul. That's gonna change how his character perceives things. Like, he's not gonna walk out of this without some uh, emotional scarring, in my opinion. He's gonna be like, oh, man, like... That's not something that you just walk away from. I mean, look at Sylvanas. Again, a little different, but a very similar scenario, if that makes sense. He has no visible changes. I would have, I wanted him to keep that kind of bleached out hair because that is a very visual reminder to the players and to like other, char other characters in the world. Like it's a, a signal that he's gone through something this difficult it's it shows the kind of the i have my scars on the outside from illidan and it it feels like it really i'm sorry for getting very worked up but it feels like it really cheapened the entire experience to me because it feels like he just got put back to normal like everything is fine now everything is dandy and i'm like i don't think it will be like i truly believe that this is a very tough experience like you don't just walk away from domination being like well that was fun i'm glad everything's back to normal now like people have been in the world of the dead for a long time but presumably at least a year in warcraft time like going to the maw like being under dom domination working with sylvanas the jailer not having your mind be your own stabbing people uh i don't know i just i feel like Instead of really, and they didn't have to like do this big like, oh, I'm so dramatic now. Like um, I have my scars for Anduin. I, I didn't want that, but I wanted that visual reminder to carry with him that this happened to him, right? Like maybe it's not the best look for him. I don't know. I don't care, but it, it still feels like it was reversed too easily. Like it just felt like it wasn't important at the end of the day. Uh, so I got mad about it, as everyone can tell, because that was like at least a good two or three minute rant. <laughs> I think this speaks a little bit to how domination magic works insofar as he, he breaks the sword, which one, we saw them forging the sword. Like there was a, a smith with a hammer mm -hmm. banging on the Arthas crystal 
into the sword <laughs> Poor in the Arthas. one cinematic. And then Anduin, with the power of his two ghost dads, yep. was able to just split the sword. Now, Chalamet is a special sword anyway, because yes. you are able to split it. And, and, and so I guess by splitting it, that undid the aspect of the domination magic that like- fo- went into forging the sword. That it was So it seems like it's all external like that that was the thing i thought like if you were reforging chalamine that like that sword is fundamentally changed i think it's the same thing for anduin if you have if re you know you've you've you made these changes to anduin you changed his hair color i didn't think it was magical dye i thought his hair legitimately turned white from right. the from the stress from you know the the the, the domination you know, the magic being there. at the very least you could pull like a jaina and just give him like a shock yeah of Either the uh, shock of the white or make it white with a shock of the, yeah, the yellow. Whatever it you, is. You know. Like Jaina yeah, pulled he, that off as yeah, classy, exactly. right? You're like, exactly. sure, sure. Because yeah, Jaina, you know, J- that happened to Jaina after Tides of War, but that, yeah. that was different. See, that was different because that was a legitimate, like, trauma. This is, not to say that this is a tra- tra- this isn't a trauma, but this is, there's a, there's a lot more of a magical aspect to this. Yes. Yes. I feel like it should have left a magical mark on him of some kind, if that makes sense. Right. The standard well, well, human does not go through this. Well, on the one hand, we know that Anduin has some cracks already because he's yes. hanging out in uh, in the Goldshire Inn as, was it, Jarek? Yep. And, and you know, he's, he's doing some things. We also have talked about the fact that he's only like 18 or 19. So, of course, he's going to do those kind of things because that's what you do at that age. Yeah. Um, but at the, on the other side of it, though, we know that Anduin is like one of the purest spirits, like in Azeroth. That's that true. He's, you know, and it's entirely possible that he's been fighting the domination this whole time. And so from within him, even though it, it had dominated him exteriorly, like he still said, like, I feel every time I feel like I'm slipping away. He hadn't slipped away yet. He yeah. was expecting he was going to slip away at some point, but he was still in there. And so once, you know, Varian and Sorfang show up to kind of give him that little extra push, he's able then to, you know, literally, you know, break the swords and kind of push back out and repel the domination magic and restore his, at least his appearance back to what it was. I'm sure you're right that there's going to be, you know, some kind of repercussions that he's not going to be all cheery, happy, you know, back to normal and going he's forward. He's gone through gonna, a lot. <laughs> he, he, that, that's, that's the other thing. He's gone through yeah, so much. It's like, what, 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 what is more trauma at this point? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think you're right. It would have been cool to see some kind of, some kind of, of, you know, lasting effect. But at the same time, at the same time, though, the, the, the problem, because we all had was, uh, oh, there's the white hair that we're going to get in that comic. And the uh the, the oh, oh 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 yeah yeah the, the yeah, Legion yeah. comic where the Flash yeah, of the Future yeah, yeah. and it shows him and Valen and they're they're fighting as the Warriors of Light. Mm-hmm. And you know, so like, oh well, now he's got the white hair, so that means that's coming. And and maybe I think they real maybe they didn't realize like, oh, if we give him the white hair, that's gonna kind of tee that up, and then everybody's gonna be thinking like, oh, well, you know, now he just needs to grow a grizzled beard, and it's like we got old man Anduin, and he's only twenty two. So right, right. <laughs> you know, so maybe like, okay, let let's. We don't want people to think that's coming just yet. Um, I mean, he could, he could, he could also be temporary, where he gets his hair back and then Falls he goes out. back to Azeroth, and then like all of a sudden, his roots come, start coming in white. And he's like, you know, like it restored it yeah, because okay. that's the thing about domination magic is like it it restored him. Like I guess the assumption was like, okay, like he shows up, he's wearing Death Knight armor. No, actually, no, because you know what, he shows up in uh, uh to when he goes to stab the Archon, and he yep. walks in wearing his Alliance stuff. And then, and he, like magical and then it, like, girl transformation. Magical girl transform. Yeah. So no. So they just undid the magical girl transformation from there. So that's why it makes sense. But see, see that uh, I I thought that was an illusion 
So, like, that's why... What is he hiding? That was terrible. Get out of here. (laughs) Just leave, Nick! (sighs) What are you hiding? Um... But no, like, for that one, it made sense. Like, that was a super cool payoff. It was like, oh, maybe... Because people are like, something feels a little off. And, uh, oh my god, when Uther walked past and you had, like, that Arthas flashback. Like, everything was great. That was an amazing cinematic. It got me super pumped. Uh, I thought that, again, it was an illusion magic cast over him. And then when he, quote-unquote, magical girl transformation, that was just the illusion dissipating. And that's what he looked like. It bothers me that, like, it goes back the other direction because you're like hold on you're telling me he's not actually wearing that armor maybe i i i know it's magic i know it's magic this did not happen with arthas so i'm like what is well because arthas was different Ar- Ar- arthas gave himself up willingly he took frostmourne and, and you know willingly sacrificed his soul anduin's been fighting this the whole time so, this is a no. garbage that bothers me, Nick. It's, 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 he could at least be wearing the armor still, although that, that implies that he had to change into the armor, which I'm sure someone right. would be like, well, why did he do that? I'm like, well, if he if he just like reappeared wearing that armor, no one would question it. It's like, you need to go put your alliance armor on, on your little cubby. That's where all the bad guy armor goes. What, 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 what? He, he like nods his head and then his little white wig falls off and you're like, oh, why were, why were you wearing a powdered wig? He's like, um, I can explain. I'm like, we're waiting. I mean, on, on the one hand, because like I was, I mean, it sounds silly to say, but I was like concerned about Chalamet. Like I thought that sword was forever altered, right. that it was never coming back and the way we knew it. I, and I'm kind of glad that it is, but at the same, uh, well, what I like about Chalamet is now we know we've got like the, you know, like Varian and Sorfang kind of like live in the sword. Right. I guess so. But I just, again, to me, it feels like it cheapened the whole experience because it feels like everything's just plucky and back to normal, which is not historically how Warcraft works. Like people go through traumatic experiences and that reflects on their characters a lot of times, almost always visually. Um, like I will pull Jaina for example once more. Like Thrall, Thrall's transformation into different places in his life, like different time periods. Like he he changes his armor to outwardly reflect that, right? right. Um, well, God. No, but that's Thrall making the decision to change his armor to outwardly yes. reflect that. Yes. Anduin, these changes were forced upon Anduin. Yes, and he, and then he would like okay. So if his hair stays white, he didn't choose for that to happen. Right. And it was forced upon him, and now he's stuck with it. Neither which, did Jaina. Right, it does, neither did Jaina, but, well, I guess, but, but, like, I guess Jaina could use hair dye. But, like, the thing here is, like, if Anduin, like, here's the thing. If Anduin is like, okay, I went through this, maybe, like, the way he's going to manifest it is not to dye his hair white again, but he's going to grow his grizzled beard, even though he's 22. Oh, my gosh. So, like, he might, you know, maybe he's going to start tweaking his armor a little bit. And maybe he's like, oh, hey, actually, I kind of like some of that Death Knight aesthetic, or <laughs> maybe there's something about it that's staying with me, and I'm going to kind of... You know, maybe instead of like an eagle on the one shoulder, it'll be a skull or something. Like, gonna re-roll you know. from priest to death knight. Sounds cool. Kind of, I mean, or... he, maybe he's going into that like dramatic. You know, he hasn't quite hit the the teenager phase. Like, he he couldn't have it because you know he's all of the major events. So now he's going to go through a rebellious phase, even more so. Be like, I'm actually right. a death knight. He's going to get into eyeliner and maybe dye his hair black or something. I don't know. Paint his nails. But, uh, but my point is, it means more if he's the one instituting the change. That if he, you know, like whatever comes out of this, however he then changes his appearance, that means more than if it's like, oh, well, 
you know, why is your hair white? And it's like, well, the jailer did that to my head. And you're just like, okay, like, you know, you're, you're wearing hats now. That's your thing. I disagree, a, a, though. I disagree because, like, now looking at Anduin, anytime you see him, there will be no visual reminder that this horrible, he's gone through this horrible experience, right? Like, Jaina, I know Thrall was a chosen experience. Like, it's it's chosen, yes, but, like, watching characters change their physical appearance allows us to tie stories to them. Like, if we saw Anduin with white hair, like, I know every time I'd see him, I'd be like, man, Anduin, I'm so sorry. Like, like the domination magic, like, it affected you, I can only imagine. Like, that is a reminder to the player what that th- th- that character has gone through because we don't always think about that. And so when Jaina had that little like hair color streak, right? I was kind of like, okay, whatever. But every time I see her, I'm like, this is the mature Jaina. Like I, she's gone through a lot. Like even that little streak of hair is dumb as that sounds. It's like, man, I remember all of these things she's experienced because she looks different. And so that's why it bothers me that Anduin doesn't look different because now whenever I look at him, it's just gonna be like, it's Anduin. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. He got dominated by domination magic. Huh. Well, he. I'm glad that like it literally made no change outwardly that we can see. So like the player has nothing to anchor any of his angstiness towards should he have it in the future. He's like, man, like, like even Sylvanas, right? Like she went underwent change. I mean, she again, um, well, her first change, I think, well, I, okay. I was going to say, there are some that she did <laughs> voluntarily, and there's a lot that she didn't. We won't go into that too far. But, like, even them, like, changing her armor, right, was a, a good signal that uh, she is going to be coming into the story more. Like, you take her more seriously than when she's wearing a, a chain kini. Like, they do these visual representations on characters for a reason, because it changes how the players perceive them. And I know this is a little more nitpicky and less of a lore thing, but... That's why it bothers me is like there there should be a cause and effect here. This was a very dramatic thing. Even if it was forced upon him, I feel like there still should be some outward indicator that he has gone through this horrible uh, trial and that, you know, he he is he was compared to Arthas, but now he's just like the golden lion child again. I don't know. I have a feeling he's going to have like this whole arc where he's going to be like, I am messed up inside and I need a lot of therapy. I'm like, welcome to Azeroth therapy. Like we got a giant dragon in here. We got an undead lady. We got everybody in here because everybody needs therapy because everybody's gone through some messed up stuff. We even got the planet. We got Magni in here. <laughs> like, right. You're yeah, right. The yeah. planet is a therapist. <laughs> well, yes. yeah, yeah. The planet needs. A, I mean, the planet has a giant sword in it. The therapist, <laughs> the planet needs a therapist worse than anybody. Um, need a giant couch. <laughs> that's what I need to see. That's that's I call it. That's the next expansion. We're gonna have a giant floating couch, and Azeroth's gonna be sitting on the couch. <laughs> I mean, if you can have giant swords, why can't you have giant couches? I'll 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 tee off that rant. But I think that's I think that's done. Uh, but yeah, I I disagree. I really think he should have had a visual change, even if it's like a scar somewhere, like whatever it is, something to visually remind the player of Shadowlands and of what he went through. Because, I mean, like, he was, like, <laughs> tortured almost all of Shadowlands. And I know people are like, we're happy to leave this behind. But I don't know, man. I, yeah, he had a rough time in Shadowlands. He arguably had it the worst besides maybe Sylvanas. And, like, Sylvanas has changed. Like, her, even her, like, how her face looks has changed a bit. And I don't know. It's, I mean, obviously, and she even got her soul back. I'm guessing there. Her eye, her eyeballs changed. Ah, uh, Nick. 
Was that was that her choice, Nick? Was that her choice? That was not her choice. That was not her choice. You're right. Say it. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I'll give the floor back. Katie will get off her little soapbox angrily and stomp into the corner. Three lies the boy king will present to you, I believe, is what Elgonoff said. And what if one of those lies is that his appearance, that everything is fine? I mean... Isn't that like his whole persona now? He's like, everything is fine. He's like, I've never had a childhood. I am now at, like, you know, the ruler of the Alliance. Like, my dad died. My other dad died. Everyone I'm I know. sure he knows everything is not fine. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> like, I, oh my God, I need to go Photoshop this. Just uh, uh, Anduin sitting in a chair in a room that's on fire says, this is fine. I'm like, this, this is Warcraft. <laughs> Welcome Pretty to much. Warcraft. Pretty much. Uh, Let's talk about Sylvanas for a moment. Okay. Because uh, one of the other complaints was that she got a lot, of, she got to do the final monologue in that segment uh, and kind of be the one to sort of eulogize Arthas, except eulogize him in a way that made it about her. Yeah. Um, and on the one hand, I think that ties in everything we said earlier about Arthas being kind of diminished in this uh, cinematic. But mm-hmm. the other thing, though, is that like, like, like this is very much. I think that maybe this this may be sort of the problem here is that this is very much Sylvanas's story that we're being told here. Yes. I mean, it's going to culminate in the Sylvanas book, and the problem with that is people have been like feeling Sylvanas fatigue since like halfway through BFA. <laughs> That's true. Like the eulogy, I feel like it was important that it was done by Sylvanas, and I know I think the other characters chime in too for various little parts. They, they do very briefly. Yeah, but, but she, like she. But it's it's not a, it's, the problem is it's a eulogy, but it's not a eulogy. It's not because she she's like, you know, like, like there's there's like no, she even says like there's no no soul here left to judge, and she's like you you tormented me, but like you know I'm dealing with that, but that's my burden. Like you shouldn't be talking about your burden in somebody's eulogy. And admittedly, it's not a eulogy. It's like, not like you know it was a funeral that she knew she was going to have to show up to. She prepared a speech and she's reading these off note cards as she's talking to everybody. But you know, like it it it. Like what's important here is watching Sylvanas's art. It's important for her to recognize that she had sort of become Arthas, that she sees that. Cause there were, I mean, we, you know, going back to when she burned Teldrassil mm-hmm. and what she did to Delarin, like, we're like, that's what Arthas did to her. Like she's, you know, going yep. through the same, the literally the same steps. And I, and you know, and I think she kind of knew it at the time, but for her to admit like, oh no, like I kind of was, you know, acting like you. It's good for that. It's important that she's getting this moment of closure and, and yes. her arc is is tantamount here. Um, but again, I think the problem is just that her recognition there came at the expense of one of, of Arthas, as we said, but also two, Jaina. I think people yes. wanted to see more out of Jaina's reaction to Arthas. And I mean, because like, you know, in Corthia, there is the one part where she says, like, you know, I, I, I still love him or whatever that, you know, she still admits to, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes for some of these things, you never really do move on. Although I would say Jane is in a much more mature and secure place about it. Like maybe she hasn't moved on, but she's at least accepted it. Like she yeah. seemed, you know, you know, you know, and it's, it's one thing to say like, okay, you know, I've moved on from my ex when your ex is, you know, I guess dead for lack of a better metaphor here, but yep. then you suddenly like, Oh, he's back from the dead. And now I have to deal with that. I mean, that's a kind of a, it's an unusual situation, but uh, you know, it, it, it still, I, I think, you know, maybe if they had let Jaina say a little bit more at the, you know, and, and kind of scale back to Sylvanas a little bit, that might, that balance might've hit a little bit better. I think so. Cause like everyone that was there, I don't know, even Uther, like 
almost everyone that was there because I think like Thrall and Bane were there too, and now you're kind of like, mm. but um, like the thing is that it's it's hard to wrap up and have closure for all of those characters because I don't I think that was part of the problem was like it didn't feel like each of those characters really had closure like Sylvanas did, but then everyone's just kind of standing there, and I'm like, it, what's weird I think for Jaina is it feels like. She she had accepted his death, and then she's like, but she she always lingers on it. That's part of her character, uh, and it's like this one last shard, this one last piece, as far as we know, um, is going to disappear. And it's like I I also wish she would have had some time with it because I'm like, or you know, like if Arthas was able to manifest and have a moment with each of them, like I think that would have been very powerful, as much as like. That would be like the closing. He's like, now he's like, is it over? You're like, yes, my son, it is finally over. So like, it would have been nice to have that closure for each of the characters to actually like say something to him instead of just saying it to this like broken shard, which in some ways that's poetic. Uh, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. Like, I'm glad Sylvanas got her closure because we needed to wrap up her character arc. Definitely. Like, that felt pretty good, but yeah. It, it's not that she was long-winded, but I think it's the lack of other people having more to say. Uh, and even focusing on herself in that moment, I was like, that kind of makes sense. But, like, that would have fit so much better if we had had a good lead-up to this moment. Like, either talking about Arthas, like, as they're walking around, or, like, I don't know, man. There were, there were, there were bits here and there. I know, um, but like, there like wasn't, said, like... Like, like Jaina talked about it in, in Corthia. I mean, you had the... The, you know, the Arthas parallels in, you know, when Anduin goes to kill the Archon. It's, I, know, I mean, that's it's... the thing is like Arthas has been a very, like, a little like sub thread throughout this expansion that he's popped up, you know, here or there, or been alluded to here or there that, yeah, like he needed, he needed to show up at the end. And I it just, like, yeah, like just as a, as a final wisp and then he's completely gone. Um, it just, like, again, I know we, I already said this, but like if they had, alluded more to how he was going to appear, I think it would have been more satisfying uh, instead of just, like, building it up. Because, again, I think... I know I made this comparison earlier, but I felt like it was going to be, like, a Garrosh or Kael'thas moment where I was actually going to see them, and I was like, oh, I'm actually going to be able to talk to you, like, one last time, tell you to drop your effing horse, and then you'll disappear, right? Like... It would have been nice for characters, all the characters and the players to have a little more closure with Arthas um, for multiple reasons. But uh, like even even if he didn't have to manifest, even just like hearing his voice echo gently, be like, Jaina, like, I don't know, something like that. She'd be like, Arthas Um, would have been very dramatic. But I don't know. Like, I do like how they did it. I feel like it could have been better. Still not bad. I give it like a B B plus. That's still pretty I high. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's let let's move on here. Okay. Um, so we wait a week. We get the uh the, 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 the final part of the raid where we go against the jailer yeah. and the first part of that there's a little pre fight cinematic where Zoval basically turns on the the forge under under Ice Crown. Yeah, to I start do, like, sucking, what? <laughs> sucking the life force out of Azeroth, which I mean, it makes sense that okay, like that's why like 
ice crown kind of seemed like it was like mm-hmm. t- almost like touching uh Torghast. So, you know, and then you had the Forge of Lives. Uh, it was, I think it's the Forge of Lives or it's the Forge of Wills that's under Ice Crown that they that they had turned it's on. Forge of Souls, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. The Forge of Souls that uh, they turned that on. I thought that was kind of cool how they yeah. tied that all together. It's like, okay, like this. So this makes sense. Like this was all part of our th- of, of the jailer's plan to make sure you, that this all yes. machinery, like this is why Ice Crown was built the way it was built. Mm-hmm. So everything, you know, could kind of, you know, flow. It reminded me the pilot light, or not the pilot light, but the uh, the burner on my furnace keeps going <laughs> out and I have to go and turn it back on. And it kind of looked like that. <laughs> yeah, I actually like... With the like little turbines turned on or whatever, yeah. I, I, I I hate to say it, like I was immediately expecting for some reason like the planet or something to be like shifting or like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, where are we going with this? Uh, y- no, they they did not in fact put engines on our planet. Uh, thankfully, I feel like we're getting there though. I, <laughs> okay, I know I had mentioned this to you, Nick, in the pre-show, but like something that's interesting is it feels. This expansion feels like we're moving a bit away from some of the fantasy and more into some sci-fi. Not quite. I don't know how to explain it, but like we have the proto stuff and I was like, okay, like, I don't know. It's not bad. It's not a bad look for Warcraft because I think it could stand to uh, expand and branch out a bit. But uh, it's just kind of interesting. (laughs) But I, I do love that they actually use the architecture in Ice Crown Citadel. Like that's that's like the top tier um storytelling that I'm used to for Warcraft, right? I'm like, that is brilliant and a really yes. cool move. Yes. No, the way they tied that all together made a lot of sense. And then you get the the jailer tying together the, you know, death comes for the soul yeah, of your world, yeah. basically saying, like, okay, I'm gonna use your soul. You no, know, now I'm taking the soul to to power my uh the, the forge here. And then he he does say, you know, pre- prepare for eternity's end or mm-hmm. welcome to eternity's end. So he even name drops the name of the patch. Yep. So we get all that kind of there. I did like how he materialized that mace out of nowhere. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That was cool. Um, and then he's got like his other hand. He's got like the little black domination magic kind of radiating out from there. So, um, so uh, you know, as far as like a pre, uh, a pre-fight little cinematic, I thought that was very well done. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and it gave it gave a little bit of backstory for you know the the relationship between Ice Crown and Torghast, mm-hmm. um, and it also served as a reminder uh, for what's about to come. Like, oh hey, by the way, remember the sky's still all busted yes, open, yeah. over Ice Crown. Which um, I think that's good because it, I I think that cinematic hit better in my opinion because it tied a lot of elements together. Like it felt like there was a good payoff there from right. the beginning of the expansion, right? And and just actually pulling in elements that already existed and tying them well into the story. Like, that felt good. I was like, this is great. Um, well, it, go ahead. it sets up the stakes. Yes. It's like, okay, yes. like, this is, this, here's a reminder. Here's why you're fighting the guy. Mm-hmm. Here's what this fight is all about. So, you know, let, let, you know it's kind of like, uh, you know, like if you watch like a wrestling pay-per-view, like right, <laughs> before the, right before the main event, they're like, you know, why are we having this match? And then they kind of recap like the last mm-hmm. two months of, you know, what's been happening on like Monday Night Raw. So it's like the same kind of thing. Like, you know, like, okay, well, why are we about to fight the jailer? Here's a quick recap. And some people might say like, well, the jailer has been kind of a weak villain. And so like, they kind of have to like hype him up a little bit, but um, no, I thought, I thought it was a nice touch. I wouldn't mind seeing something like this done for, you know, raid, raid bosses going forward. I agree. I also, <laughs> well, to me, what's kind of funny is like, poor Azeroth. Like at this point, I'm like, how much more of a beating can it take? Cause like, it's been bleeding she's, out. She got, she's stabbed. the planetary version of Arthas that like, she keeps getting, you know, she had all the, 
all the Azerite she lost through the wounds. She nope. loses Azerite through. Although we've tried Borgas. to put it back, sort of, which is a weird thought. I'm like, yes, I'm taking it's, your scabs and I'm shoving them back in you because that's how blood works. For a planet, it probably right. does. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's we don't know how Titans work. Yeah, though. we don't even yeah. actually know that she's a Titan. We. Do we, we, we I think we heavily suspect at this point. We heavily suspect, but, but at this point, I, I mean, she could we... turn out to be something completely different that just happens to be inside a planet. But That's true. Um, I, I I would be surprised if they changed her into something else at this point. Although they might. Then people would be like, that we saw the, not did not see this coming, potentially. Uh, which might not be a bad thing. Um, but, but to compare her to Arthas for a moment, though, like, you know, like, she keeps getting, like... You know, her soul keeps getting sucked out and sucked out and sucked out. And like, it could be by the time she goes to wake up, oh, she's just a little blue wisp. And like, that's the, the essence of Azeroth. And then she just floats away. No, like, okay. no, <laughs> don't you do that. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, and, and Sylvanas is like, and this is all about me. And this is all about me. This is all that is left. No. Oh, my gosh. No, that'd be no. Magni. Magni's no. like, this is all about me. <laughs> my wound. <laughs> my soul is wounded. <laughs> Champion, listen to me. The eulogy of the planet is all about me, actually. I was turned to diamonds. <laughs> um, But, yeah, the, uh, all of that aside, that was a pretty cool hype up. Like, yeah. Zoval wound up being, I'd say he's a decent bad guy. Um, Like... Is he Gul'dan or Deathwing level in my mind? No. 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 He did have some interesting, like, his his final cinematic, right? When you kill him and he's uh, fading away and he's like, you don't understand. It's like, we can't defeat whatever's coming, like, undivided. And you're like, okay, so this is one of those, a threat of a threat of a threat of a threat. So, like, Arthas was controlled by Ner'zhul, who was controlled by Kil'jaeden, who was controlled by Sargeras, who was controlled... See, I don't... I don't know that because he doesn't say we can't defeat who's coming. Yeah, that's true. Just like, he doesn't say, you know, we can't defeat, you know, defeat, you know he doesn't, he just says we, he's like, you know, a, a, a cosmos divided can't stand against what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Not who's coming. That's what's very coming. vague. Well, because probably intentionally, it, you know, intentionally, intentionally, but I mean, everybody's kind of arguing like, oh, okay. You know, like again, like there's an Uber jailer behind him or, you know, some other bigger right. bad that it's always, you know, it always works out that, yeah, we're fighting the bigger bad, you know, but but it could be like maybe what he's talking about is like you know like something of a more existential threat like what's coming is just like like the cosmos itself is going to shatter and yeah. like unless everybody's on the same page it's not an actual like villain that we're fighting we're just fighting like you know like we we have to we have to do something that's going to require everybody to be united and maybe that's what he you know he was looking for um, because it, it's, it's very, yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, that's the thing is like, yeah, it's, it's too easy to read that as, oh, there's another villain behind that. Right. And it very well could be, that's the intended reading. Um, but maybe I'm being a little bit, I don't know, optimistic here and like, well, you know, it's like at some point, you know, it can't be villains all the way down. You know, right. And, and, and so maybe it's like the way he phrased it to me, it's like, no, like, you know, it would almost be like saying. And maybe it's not the best example because like Deathwing was behind the cataclysm, mm -hmm. but like, be, you know, like, in, like, you know, if, if like, like a cosmic cataclysm was coming and there's That's... no one like actor behind the cataclysm, it's just like the cosmic cataclysm is coming. We all have to be ready for that. And if we're all, you know, if, if all six of the, the forces are at war, then everybody's just going to get wrecked. 
Hold on, I just want to say that one more time. The cosmic cos wait. Cosmos cosmic. Yeah, cosmic cataclysm is coming. Sorry, that was, that was quite the tongue twister. I'm impressed. Caution, <laughs> cosmic cataclysm coming. Carry on. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's it's interesting because I got a similar feel because if you think about what Zolval said and what he's done, like this threat has to be large enough that he wanted to break the cycle. Uh, and I don't know, like you have to wonder if that would actually fix or change anything. Like, and there's so many questions. I think for, you know, the cinematic, it, it answers one question. It raises 60 more. Um, like, how did he find out about whatever is coming? Like, what is coming? We don't know. Like, is it is it Titans? Is it Old Gods? Is it bigger than all of that? Like, like you're saying, I get the impression that there's some giant world, not even world ending, but just like eternity ending event. And like, maybe it's kind of and actually what I had thought is like, maybe my my thought of interest. I'm like, maybe it has something to do with Azeroth. Like. Maybe Azeroth is the thing that is going to reset everything, and that's why Sargeras plunged a giant knife into the planet. Like, I can't help but think of the Matrix and how the Matrix was a designed system, and they were trying to figure out how they could kind of keep people under control. Mm -hmm. And they wound up with this anomaly, and I think it's basically like you know free will and choice that they couldn't account for, and so they had to build that into the system. But then every so often they had to burn down the system and then rebuild it again because that anomaly was there. It kept sort of like replicating out until it would it was going to overtake the system, and then they had to mm -hmm. keep redoing things. And so that's you know that's how the matrix worked. And I wonder if that's not the same kind of thing maybe the jailer was looking at that you know we, we know Fareem talks about the system being all fractals and you know with repeating patterns and everything, and maybe at some point. Like the patterns can't keep repeating at some point there, there there's maybe an imperfection comes up in one of the patterns. And if you repeat it and extrapolate it out enough, that imperfection takes over the pattern and then it start everything starts to fall apart. And maybe that's why the jailer wanted to rewrite reality because he saw like the way it was done, like this is all ultimately going to fail. And then this ties into the fact right. that like the mall Walker was prophesized because basically we're the chosen one from the matrix. And it's why, you know, when we go and we, you know, they're like, well, why did the first ones put these, uh, you know, waystones here for us to use? And they're like, oh, we just knew you were going to be need them where you need them because they know like, oh, this is how the pattern is going to fall apart. This is how you're going to have to come in and fix it. And ultimately, you know, maybe that we're there to set up Azeroth coming in and maybe Azeroth is the ultimate savior of the universe that Azeroth being born is going to rewrite everything in a way that will improve it and make it better and maybe more robust against these uh, imperfect fractals. I mean, if that was the case, would Zolval have any knowledge of that? Because if he didn't, that would explain why he'd want to reset it. But you would think that they might. I. I don't know. Well, that's like, well, that's the whole thing. I mean, he's going into the sepulcher of the first ones to get knowledge. And maybe he just didn't read that book that was in there. Or maybe, you know, I mean, that that's knowledge what I'm wasn't to there. Say, that's, right? Yeah, like the first like ones. Again, that's the other problem is that we have these, you know, this enigmatic group of creators that don't tell us their intentions and we're left, you know, I guess in a way it's very similar to like, you know, us with the Warcraft team. Like they're this enigmatic group of creators and right. they, we don't explicitly <laughs> know their intentions. We know that they're trying to create a, a fun game in, a, in an awesome world and we're left to sort of parse out, well, okay, like how exactly did things happen? What's going on there? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, we don't, we don't know what's going on. So, oh, wow. 
oh i'm yeah be, oh yeah i like this the jailer yeah the jailer's that fanboy who's looking and he's like hey oh my gosh, i don't like what you've done with this lore here i don't like how you butchered my boy arthas i don't like all this I'm so upset. you know what everything since cataclysm is no longer canon or everything since legion is no longer canon i want to blow up the, the the story and write you know write new fan fiction starting off I was after, just like my fan fictions you know, <laughs> sylvanas never burns the tree and everything's great like it's it's that's 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 Sylvan. and yeah that's he's he's just he's one of us ultimate fanboy can't <laughs> say i blame him warcraft is pretty great but it, it is interesting because i think if i remember correctly i'm trying to pull up all of Zolval's lines uh from memory so f- forgive me if i'm a little foggy but he he says he wants to break the wheel of death but then at the end it sounds like he wants to completely rewrite all of existence which I'm not saying like his his narrative changed that much. Like our understanding of what he wanted to do probably changed, if that makes sense. But I think part of it, like, okay, Zolval is an interesting bad guy in a lot of ways. I think the first for us as players is he was a very he was a bad guy that was very much in the background, but we never got to see a lot of his machinations really, like. He's doing things, but we don't know why, and we don't know, like, we kind of know how, but, like, we don't at the same time. Like, someone like Gul'dan, I mean, first, you're working off of 20-plus years of actual Warcraft lore that he's been more or less involved with, Um, you know, like, his machinations were much more in your face. He's like, I'm gonna bring back the Legion, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna betray people, and, like, we have these things, these set-up expectations that paid off for him that we understood. Zoval is shaping up to be an interesting villain because we don't really, like, even at the end here, we're like, we don't really understand what you've done or why you've tried to do it because we still don't know what this bigger threat is. So it, like, there was some payoff, and it also feels like in some way... It was. It wasn't a letdown. It was just like, like, huh, huh. Like you kind of like you're like really excited to get the answer, and then they're like, and just kidding. There's no answer here, and you're like, I kind of feel like I've been catfished in this expansion because I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. Like we're finally getting answers on Sylvanas. We're finally getting like we're kind of wrapping up this multi-expansion story that's been coming, and then we're just left with the bigger question, which I think is good in some ways but confusing in others because then it feels like, like you're talking like the, the Sylvanas fatigue in some ways, I think there's a lack of answers. fatigue, yes. uh, Where it's like, it's, it's good to have mysterious expansions. It's good to have your players asking questions, but you also need to give them enough answers so they can continue to ask new questions because spinning out on the same old questions gets hard and it's it's fatiguing not even that necessarily is that you need to answer some questions and you can't answer every question with another question i mean again you know right exactly because then you're like i I mean that's why a lot of people kind of got tired of lost right around like season four season five because they're just like they're just you know it's just more and more questions there's no resolution um yeah you know it's that's that's something else you need to to worry about here I, i i mean what we kind of need is and maybe maybe we're due for this but like cataclysm it tied up a lot of loose ends and introduced a whole bunch of new ones mm-hmm. that kind of hung out there until yes. legion which tied up a ton of loose ends but then introduced a bunch of new ones mm-hmm. 
And maybe we're getting a little bit of, I mean, because like Legion did introduce like the Sylvanas and like, well, what's, what's her story and, and some stuff there. So, yeah. and that was around the time that we got Chronicle with some of the, the lore threads that were left out there. So maybe this is kind of going to, yeah, you know, we need sort of a, you know, an expansion that just opens, you know, that kind of, you know, ties up what's out there now and then introduces some new stuff. Maybe we're just ready for that. I think that's that's it because like if you look at the end of every expansion we've had so far like you say like legion bfa like i don't know like they they wrap up to some extent and like i i will always say that legion is i i think by far and away one of my favorite expansions i I, every expansion that comes out i dearly love i don't want anyone to think otherwise um like i love bfa bfa was great but like legion i think did it one of the best ways because it had this massive payoff that felt satisfying on a lot of levels. Like, you know, we had a universal, very obvious threat. Like, to be fair, it was already described in the lore. Like we'd have, you know, altercations with the burning Legion before, but having it come to our world and then us fighting it consistently throughout the entire expansion, then going and taking it to the big guys at the end, you're like, man, like, I felt like that was really good storytelling. Like, the whole world came together. Like, you had all of that. Next expansion, still pretty darn good. Everybody's fighting each other again, right? You're like, okay, all right. So, like, you can see where there's an ebb and flow of, like, answers and payoffs and that sort of thing. I I think they wanted the big payoff to be Sylvanas having her arc concluded, but it doesn't it doesn't really feel that way because, I, again, like you said, I, I think there's a lot of Sylvanas fatigue. So, like, we wanted her to wrap up a while ago and she didn't, which isn't bad if you give us enough to continue to be excited or interested in. And I'm not saying she's not exciting or interesting, but it'd be like having Gul'dan go for three whole patches or three whole expan- like expansions and just be like, oh my god, Gul'dan, can we just, like, get rid of him? And... Again, I thought they did that really well in Legion. They did not drag Gul'dan all the way till the end. They got rid of him very early on. And I was like, that was surprising, but it was a good it was a good time right. for him to exit that stage. And it felt gratifying taking him out mm-hmm. early because you're like, yeah, I got this really powerful pawn off of the board. That feels good. And then you're like, oh, oh, cheese snacks. Like, this is just starting to ramp up, right? Um... For this, it, it was tough, because we didn't have, like, we brought the Shadowlands together. That felt pretty good, right? And like, okay, and then we go to Xerath Mortis, and you're like, alright, like, I guess that that's kind of cool, like, it, a new area. Um, I mean, and then the, the you know, Sepulchre of the First, like, I think 9-2 has done one of the best, like, in Xerath Mortis. I think that that is one of the payoffs we were looking for, because we were hoping for a lot of answers, and I think we've gotten quite a few as far as like lore people but for some of the story beats like this does feel like a, a good sort of ending but it doesn't feel like it's been teed up as well as i was hoping well i think to some extent, if that one i know yeah. you you've said that the the jailer is an interesting villain i think a lot of people would disagree with you and i don't and, and honestly i i'm, I'm I not sure where i come down on this i i i i, I mean he he's not interesting I think in gameplay. as far as being Sorry, an expansion villain he's been perfectly serviceable they, they showed him at the beginning of the expansion they said this is the guy you're gonna kill he did some stuff he threw bane off a cliff he you know 
He's, you know, he's behind all this stuff. They, you know, and that now, okay, it's time to go kill him. They said, like, he's going to be the guy at the end of this. He's the guy at the end of this. I think they, they established all that. Everything's been perfectly fine. I have no problem with that. Um, they also, you know, kind of used him to, to clear up some little, um, you know, sort of, I don't want to say inconsistencies, but I, I always felt like, you know, like, the, yeah, he, like, you know, like I felt like yeah. there, there, there was more behind, like, well, what is fraud? Like, bit. okay. So like, okay. The dread Lords provide, I guess, I mean, that's enough of an answer, but I'm, I'm, I'm fine with them expanding out the lore of Frostmourne and the helm of domination to be like, okay, like this all came from here and this is all mm-hmm. like this guy's plan. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine with all that. You know, could they have taken some different ways to, to show that in the game or maybe, you know, expanded parts here, told the story a little bit differently, you know, are there tweaks they could have done to make it better? Yes. But overall I've been okay with the jailer but that said like i'm not like you know it's it like exactly like i'm Top like he's, just, he's a serviceable villains. villain he did his job um and i think sorry I, I think one of the reasons he might not feel as i don't know as, he might not feel as there's a, quite a few reasons but the one i was going to mention is i don't yeah. feel like he made it as personal to us like, if that makes sense, like, we came to this other planet and we're like, I mean, like, even Pandaria is part of Azeroth, like, Outlands, I, you know, like, we were chasing someone from our world to Outlands. I'm like, here, we're just like, yeah, they abducted our, our folks and we're like, yeah, we're gonna go take it to them. And you're like, all right. But that kind of happened. It didn't even happen in Draenor, because Draenor, we were chasing Garrosh there. We're like, we need to go end Garrosh because he's a bad dude. Like, here, they're like, oh, we stole your friends. And you're like... Okay, and then the Shadowlands like help. Everything is broken, and you're like, uh, okay, and they're like, oh, by the way, this affects you, and you're like, oh, all right, well, we'll 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 fix it then, I guess. And then the jailer's like, blah ha ha, I am the one that is breaking things that in this world that you're, you know, this afterlife that you're not really attached to because you've never been here, and you become slightly more attached to the denizens here, but he never made it personal, not really. Like aside from stealing your leader. And Anduin, which I, I don't want to say it this way, but I feel like a lot of Horde players don't resonate very well with that. Like, you know, Sylvanas, a lot of people are ready for her to be over and done. So, like, what the Jailer did to her doesn't feel very personal because, like, she's been kind of a, a butt face for the, <laughs> for the lack of a better word for the last well, I, couple expansions. I think that might be the issue is that and, the only people it's personal okay. for are sort of Sylvanas and the Jailer. And that if anything, we, we had personal issues with Sylvanas. Yeah. And, yeah, we did get to fight her. But she's still she's still running around and yeah really and that's resolved. the thing like we won't get to see her resolution until the sylvanas book presumably i mean because you know you know who knows yeah like it, it, like, and I'm like not, I, I mean i'm not saying that like, she needs to be written out of the game necessarily but at least like she needs to be put in a state where like okay like this is the culmination she needs to you know suffer not, i shouldn't even say suffer but like you know like she needs to have her, her, you know, I guess justice meted out for burning Teldrassil and everything that she did there. We know that she's kind of on board with that. She's starting to accept that she did those things, as we talked about on the prior cinematic. Um, so, you know, at some point, it's kind of like we need to see, like, the ultimate conclusion to all that. Have her go off somewhere and then, like, you know, don't necessarily kill her, but, you, you know, put her put her in the Pantheon box. Send her up to fight alongside Illidan for, like, five jailer. years. And then, you know, they can come back. I think she just needs to be the next jailer, right? Because that's supposed to be like. But is there even a jailer? A jailer is is, is the question. Jailer. I mean, if. I mean, I I feel like that's a position that needs to be filled because, uh, like, I would assume the mob will still continue to have I like would, the worst of the worst. I would think if anything, maybe. But I don't know. You put her in charge of Revendreth. 
uh, you know, or, or you know, have her because I Maybe, mean, yeah, she yeah, has no, the see, two oh, parts of her soul, and the her. one understands, like, okay, like you know, would be like, okay, I need to pay some kind of penance, you know, send her over there. Maybe she, you know, and she can work on you know healing, and then she's hanging out in Revendreth, and just leave her there. If we ever need to go get her, we know how to go get her. Um, it's you know, that's true. She would fit really well in Revendreth. Like she knows a thing or two right, right. about character arcs, if you will. <laughs> Also, well, it's also, I would say yes. it's almost a shame yes. Gary's not there still. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Everybody's all like, "Oh, you know, they did my uh, boy bad, like, you know, with Arthas." It's like, no, they did my boy bad with Garrosh. Like, he should still be. Around. <laughs> that's my Arthas, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not really no. sad to see the back of Garrosh because he's a butt face. Uh, I know, I know, but he he was an interesting. It, See, because he's a very volatile character. We don't have a lot of characters we interact with that are volatile that stay alive for very long. And that's, I think, like, he was an instigator, and we need that. Like, where goblins are typically instigators in uh, quest lines because they're accidentally blowing something up or something's going wrong, inevitably. Uh, we need story instigators like Garrosh that are like, yeah, I'm going to push the story in a negative way. And Sylvanas did that, but I think... Again, the problem that I had with how she was told is, like, it didn't make sense to a lot of us for a long time. There were not enough answers for us to become fully mad at her. And I understand their pacing is, like, we can't have you be mad at her while she's still your leader. And you're like, okay, I, I kind of get that. But, yeah, I don't know, like... Yes. Like, the, I feel like the... Some of the answers didn't come fast enough or like bigger hints at some of the bigger pictures didn't come fast enough for us right. to continue right. the momentum going, with her story going back to the jailer for a moment i did like oh yes how yeah, they like cut back and forth between like flashbacks to him being chained up initially with the archon and the, the winter queen mm-hmm. and denathrius uh, you know, sort of meeting out their punishment and kind of, uh, you know, like ad- admonishing him. Um, I did like Denathrius was like, imagine what we could have done together that even mm-hmm. then Denathrius is they're, they're setting up Denathrius. You know, th- yeah, that, that's right. the one thing that come out of Shadowlands is that Dena- Denathrius is going to be one of those hanging threats that it'll be interesting to see when they bring him back. Um, to pe- like, I wouldn't mind if he comes back at, like, a Kale Foss, sort of, where it's like we wind up working with him I, begrudgingly. I think if done uh, properly, he, he could know. anchor his I, whole expansion. I love that he could He could come back, you know, maybe have him in the background yeah, for an expansion he or two. Could. And then it's like, okay, now it's Denathrius putting his plan into motion, and now we have to go take out the Dreadlords, and he's going to be the final boss of everything. Um, I think, I, yeah, I, I think they could, they could do that. I um, mean, I'm not, yeah, I think he could be. Like, what's. Again, like we, I think it's important in something that Warcraft is getting better at doing is having those bosses that are multi expansion, right? Like that's something that I enjoy. Is it's like, yeah, we beat you the first time, maybe not very well. You flee, whatever. I'm like, yeah, we won this round. Like that feels good. It's like the ping pong effect, right? Like you win this round, you're like, aha, I won this round. They're like, oh no, we're back again. You're like, oh, I'm gonna win again. Um, so. that's always, a, I think, a decent payoff. You don't want to do it too many times, though, which, again, I feel like they kind of did with Sylvanas, because then it just gets tiring, right? You're like, okay, c- can we end this already? I'm done. Um, 
I would like to see Denathrius come back. Although it's one of those things where he's like, yes, I underestimated you the first time, but not so this gonna, time. And I'd be like, oh, sorry. I'm going to ask you a question. I feel like I'm going to regret this question. I love your dance there's fight. A, go ahead. There's a line I'm going to go down, and I don't know if I want to go down this. Uh-oh, here we go. Um, no, 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 no. Um, this, this is, this is, this is for Dracoris, uh, formerly of the LFR okay. podcast. Um, where was the Primus? Mm. He's not shown. He's 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 not there when. Uh, no, Zobal I just realized sentenced. that you're you're absolutely and right. Dracoris, uh, I bring him up because he has he has been uh, harping on the point here that the uh, before Shadowlands was launched, there was leaked artwork of the jailer, uh, and it was a, a guy in robes with chains hanging off him a little bit and a big flowing beard. And it kind of matched a little bit more the silhouette that we saw initially uh, back mm. at uh, at BlizzCon before we had really, because we hadn't seen the Jailer at this point. We didn't mm. see that he would be uh, a shirtless dude with no hair. And um, and so his whole thing has been that that that's the Primus, that that artwork of the Jailer is actually the Primus there. And therefore, there's a connection between the Jailer and the Primus that we don't know about. He's, you know, he's basically saying that the Jailer is the, the the primus is actually the the evil behind everything the primus is the jailer and zoval is kind of a patsy in all this or, or you know zoval's been set up and i think even the fact that zoval turns out to be a robot we see the forge where they can make these robots from um i, I would now this is actually where i'm going one step further than dracoris but I, you know it's possible that you know someone could have gone in and made zoval at some point we know that they can put memories into things so they make Zoval, they put memories into him. He thinks he's the big bad. As far as everybody knows, he is the big bad. And But this is why he's kind of an underwhelming big bad is because he was never actually the big bad. He was all just a literally manufactured patsy that we were going after. And the Primus is actually the big bad behind everything. And the reason why we don't see the Primus there is because we, we do see like Zoval in the flashbacks, although Zoval wouldn't be looking at him. In particular, when we see the Winter Queen and we see the uh, Denathrius and when we see uh, the Archon, it is from Zoval's point of view. Everything else in that flashback is not from Zoval's point of view. So, but the three, those three people are from Zoval's point of view, but the Primus is not there. We don't see him because the person they are chaining up is actually, in fact, who we know of as the Primus. I thought that the Primus is the one that speaks to him. Is that? Doesn't he? Like when he's like, Zoval, why would you? Do? It's like right after Denathrius. Isn't that? We don't see him. Though. I thought that's who so that was. We don't I, I see don't him though, well, which is interesting. Like, that it's yes that's one of those that's why it's, I'm it's a very this, interesting choice that they like, don't show they him should have shown him and all. the fact that they didn't and, and honestly i don't even know if i believe it that's why i didn't want to go down this line of questioning i blame you <laughs> but i'm just wondering like it because it, it, i mean the because i watched the cinematic like three three times before we started and and like it's one of those little things like, you know, like a little, like an imperfection in, in a fractal. And every time I watched it, the imperfection got worse and worse. And I'm like, why is he not there? Like, that seems like an intentional omission. Like the, you, you, you're tying everything up. You should show the primus there. It's you show the other three. Why wouldn't you At show least... the primus? It's, it's very unusual. Yeah. Cause like we have a, we have the picture of Zoval looking up. And talking to, I I believe that's the Primus that he's talking to at that point. Uh, but yeah, you're I right. It, they, we don't, don't actually I don't even get know that to I be- see them. It necessarily. I'm just throwing this out there. Hmm. It might just... I, it, 
mm. a lot of these things that they do though are intentional, which is interesting. Right. Cause I, I, like, I do like that. I did that like that cinematic. Why didn't you just, and I don't know. I don't know. You but, can see the shadow. See, I don't know. Too. Like, you can kind of see the shadow. Not, not, it looks not like, to go watch it again. I don't know. Um, three times wasn't enough, apparently. Right. Exactly. No, but like yeah. I did like that cinematic. The fractal. Uh, I don't know if it carried like expansion ending weight to it. And I, 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 I'm, to be fair, I don't even know if the expansion's over because we still have chapters in the no, I don't. in Zareth Mortis to go through. So like, and I think that's sort of the unusual thing here is that normally like the raid. That's true that's your finale and we still have chapters in Zareth Mortis to go through such that there could be one or two cinematics coming Blizzard has up their sleeves I know Denuser said like you know we still have things to tell like the story and again it's like we're saying like you got to answer the questions you got to answer the questions so maybe you know in a week or two <laughs> all of this discussion here kind of becomes null and void like oh that's how they wrapped it up and everything kind of makes sense and it all fits together and that's your big conclusion maybe we haven't gotten that point because the one thing I wanted to, to ask is like, do you think, you know, p work out whatever lore reason you need to work out in your head for this, but do you think that the fan base is as riled up on Tuesday if we fought, say, Zoval first at the end of the first week and we get his little, oh, he's a robot and he sees some some bad things coming, and then this week we get okay, we freed Anduin and, you know, Varian and Sorfang showed up and that was awesome. And, you know, and then Sylvanas, uh, you know, eulogized Wispy Arthas. Do you think if they had switched the order of those cinematics, do you think everybody's, you know, as upset? Or do you think that maybe like putting the the return of Varian and Anduin or Varian and Sorfang, do you think that maybe blunt, blunt, blunts that a little bit and everything's better a little bit going forward? I almost say neither. like. Part of me thinks, like, because I would have to do it there, like, it almost feels like it would have been, I don't know, like, lore-wise it makes sense to have Anduin um, kind of out further. Um, I don't think we would, I think it would have cheapened the experience to have Anduin be the last boss, because he's like, I am actively fighting domination. Now, if... And I hate to admit this, part of a small, tiny fragment of me was kind of hoping Anduin would become a villain. Because that would have been an interesting twist. Uh, I also would have felt terrible because I absolutely adore that cinnamon bun. Um, but, like, it it would have... That, that would have made this very personal, right? Like, you have corrupted Anduin and he has turned into a bad guy now. Like, and uh, maybe we could have spent more time trying to get him back but the fact that he was like oh, i'm fighting the domination magic and i'm like okay but like what let me ask you do you feel like this experience would be drastically different if anduin lost yes and he was fully dominated because he succumbed to it anduin is the heart of world of warcraft he he is he is and i mean and he's I mean, because he's, he's always been. <laughs> he definitely feels like it. You know, pro pro peace, as odd as that sounds to say about World of Warcraft, but he's always, you know, he's always been willing to give both factions a chance. Um, you know, mm -hmm. he's, you know, uh, you know, he's very much sort of the the conscience of the game, mm -hmm. and for him to die, or for him to be lost, yes, is a major event, and for him to for that for either of those things to happen through domination. 
Yes. Would be wrong. If you're going to, I mean, I'm thinking he's a little bit like John Cena, like, you know, like John Cena coming out and carrying the banner for the WWE for so long. And, you know, kind of like always the good guy. And he never, he never was a bad guy. He's never a bad guy, even though people want him to be a bad guy, even though a lot of people kind of, he kind of was a bad guy in some ways, but not, you know, only the, like, you know, the, 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 the real wrestling nerds. Um, as I, and I say that as one of them, but like, like the thing is like, if, 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 if Anduin's going to go become a bad guy, he's got to do it because he wants to, because the weight of all that trauma actually finally warped him to the point. Like that's, that's how you lose Anduin because he, 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 he wakes, exactly. He wakes up one day and he chooses violence. I mean, that's it's what not, happened with Jaina. Not of. that he's forced because. Not that he's forced because like, you know, because then what happens is, okay, let's say, you know, so Anduin gets completely corrupted <laughs> and then you have to you wind up killing him or something. And then, then you, that's, that's when you get an ending like Arthas where he's like, is it over? And it's like, oh, like he's been under this burden for so long. And it's like, no, Anduin needs to, if Anduin's going to be a bad guy, and I'm not saying uh-huh. that he shouldn't be, I think this might actually be interesting if right. they can do this right. But he needs to wake up and realize like, you know what, I've, I've played the nice guy. I've used diplomacy. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, tried to work with everybody. and I've gotten Jack for it. And now I'm in my twenties, thirties, forties, whatever age. And I'm, you know, I don't have a family and I've got nothing mm-hmm. to show. My kingdom is, uh, you know, uh, you know, full of assholes or it's ruins, whatever state it is in. Right. And he's just like, you know what? He's just like, you know, it, it, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he's got a ton you know, of refugees, it's, it's, you know, maybe no, and then he's like, okay, you know what? It's t- you know what? Maybe Deathwing was on to something. Maybe it is time to you know like no, blow up the world or whatever. Right. And 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 you know and and you know the, if they do that, that sounds a bit like oh, like the old gods corrupted him. Like I'm sure they go down because that. Oh, but but it's one of those things where maybe it is old god corruption ultimately at the end. But if you can do it very slowly and show like how he logically falls down the wrong path, like every sort of thought that leads to another thought that leads to another thought that ultimately he winds up as a corrupted villain that wants to end the world or end reality or you know whatever levels you know scale of threat he he wants to do maybe he just wants to go and be like you know what you know we need you you know you know we need to go and just purge kalimdor and and you know siege orgrimmar for like the eighth time um right exactly i mean i think there's there's something there but no to have him to have to have him suffer through domination and have that all Again, like superimposed on him. Like, you know, you were talking about the magical girl transformation. Like that armor was all superimposed on him. And that imposition came off. And then it's like for him to, you know, still be like, oh no, I I was never not good Anduin. I was just dominate like that. That no, if if you're gonna if you're gonna turn Anduin and you're gonna have him go out as a villain, that it's gotta be because Anduin himself, you know, changed. It can't be because he was mm-hmm. magically corrupted in that way. Right. I feel like it's like you're saying it kind of has to be because he's supposed to be this super pure character. And I think that was supposed to be kind of the hook to make it personal. And it's just still like if he had come out of it drastically changed, it would have felt more personal, like not not drastically changed. And so in so that far that he was even a villain, but like even that he looked different. I'm like, Zolval has done this to our cinnamon bun. He needs to die. Like, how dare you hurt the golden child who is no longer golden? Um, and I think 
that's that's just kind of it. Like I I don't want anything bad to happen to Anduin. I know that I've definitely uh been hitting the um how do I say the alliance needs to lose more leaders drum uh because it feels like they they their leaders get out scot free of a lot of scenarios. To be fair, Tyronda has had some really horrible things happen. She just needs to go to the cabin and have a beer and hang out. You know, maybe chill for a while. But, um, you know, like, and actually, now that I think about it, they've done a pretty good job more recently of making some of the Alliance leaders go through trauma, which is... I, I don't want to say this to sound like a jerk, but I'm like, it's refreshing because the Horde always gets beaten up. I'm like, it's... Stop it. Um, but yeah, so... I don't know. I I could see Anduin like all of these things slowly chipping away at him would be interesting. You're right; they'd have to do it very carefully because he is such a beloved character. He's basically, you know, he's the opposite of Arthas in most players' eyes. Like where Arthas, we're like, gosh, Arthas is such a good villain. We're like, gosh, Anduin is such a cinnamon bun. He's so adorable. Like anyone that talks to him, like he's just so good. Um, he's uncorruptible. See. But see, it'd be different than, because Arthas was so determined to protect everything that he started making the wrong choices. And then before he knew it, he was gone. Whereas like Anduin, like if he, I want him to just wake up and, and just, yes. just, just one day just be like, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm going about this all wrong. Like I, I've been wrong the whole time. Like I, just I need go to, bananas. <laughs> you know, I need to start using force, like, you know, and, and just, just go, go that way. And it's, you know, and if you can, if they, if they can. Again, it's it's, it's tricky because as we talked about, they'd have to balance it with how often the patches come out. What media are they using to show this? Is it books? Is it you know animated shorts stuff like that? Um, but I mean, yeah, you could. I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, Anduin has been through so much, but that's why he that's why he's the poster child. That's why he's the golden boy because he's super resilient. And the fact that they chose him, you don't put him in that Legion comic in you know old man old man Anduin with Velen. Um, if you don't think that Anduin Anduin's plucky resilience is going to carry him through any, you know, every expansion without knowing what expansions were going to throw at him. Like they didn't know that, that he was going to be a death knight for an expansion without knowing that, that, you know, he doesn't wind up on that. Uh, I don't know if that was supposed to be the Vindicar or whatever ship with, with, with Velen. Yeah. You don't put that in there. If you don't know that like, okay, no, Anduin is kind of untouchable. And no matter what we do to him at the end of the day, He's going to get back up and he's going to be fine. And he's going to be the golden cinnamon, cinnamon bun head. And, you know, and then that's, that's, that's the direction he's going to go. I think there's, I mean, there's room to play with that. <laughs> and, you so know, adorable. it's, uh, yeah, now I'm on, now I'm on board with Anduin turning. Mm-hmm. No, but I think I just want Anduin to turn heel just because John Cena never did, even though we just fought Anduin technically, but he wasn't really a heel. He wasn't really a heel. He was, it was manipulated. So it's not the same. So no, I want, Exactly. No, no, it isn't like that. That's the thing. Like if he had. I don't know, like if they had even hinted that like fragments of like that and like the old god chips, like just things that are starting to chip away at him. Like he's had some trauma and he's talked about it a little bit. Like we've seen pieces of it and him talking about it. But like. I don't know. It's one of those where it's like the player. Gets to interact. I, I love that they uh, have Anduin interact with both Horde and right. Alliance players a lot right. of times. Just, I mean, like, how often does that happen? Actually, fairly often because it's Anduin and we adore him. Uh, but 
like having him go through some awful things and then starting to see like maybe it's is starting to slowly wear and change him uh like he has become slightly more jaded over time not a lot but like you you can start to tell in his mannerisms like especially after Varian died like it, that really you know affected him so did battle for Azeroth like Sylvanas really pissed him off and I was like oh he's like trying to be and you know Sylvanas mocking him little lion right um it's it's been fun and interesting to watch him grow but I also I do want to see again the domination magic of like it should have left some kind of mark on him because this is the whole story and that if he does go evil then he'd be like ah see it was foretold because he had gray hair or like a rune was on his neck or something some visual indicator I don't know maybe he has like super hot rune tattoos somewhere <laughs> and he'll just rip off his shirt and be Illidan 2.0 I have no idea I don't think I want that to happen no. I don't think I'd be prepared for that mentally but <laughs> I am my runes! And I'm like, now Anduin, no! You were the chosen one! Don't try it, Anduin! I have the high ground! <laughs> okay. Well, that brings us to the next <laughs> short that I want to talk about. Oh, Today they released the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. I know! <laughs> I actually saw it. It was amazing. <laughs> Frankly, and I'm looking forward to whatever expansion Blizzard is setting up with this Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer, because it really... It, it looks like we're going to be on a desert world, I guess. Oh my gosh. It would actually be, <laughs> it would be so bad. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I had something in it left. Uh, I think. I think we've kind of beaten this poor topic to death. I think we have. I think we've, 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 we have dominated this topic and, and now it is time to just fade away and, and let everything look the way it did. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Nick, why do you do this to me? I'm so mad. Uh, and that has been the Torn and the Goblin for this week. So upset. <laughs> Such frown. Many wow. Thank you to Jarrett for producing. Thank you to Kurabara for listening. And thank you for, for listening. Thank you, Kurabara, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Kurabara, for listening to us. For listening. I, thank you to Kurabara for editing. Thank you, everybody at home, for downloading and listening. We are at Torn Goblin on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those button. Also YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Katie, where can people find you? As always, you can find me on Twitter at HyruleMaster77. And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on Squad Goals, talking about Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord and email us your thoughts or questions at torngoblin at mash.gg. Let us know what you thought about the Jailer cinematic and the Anduin cinematic and uh, everything they should do there. If you Magical enjoyed the girl transformations. Magical girl transformations, yes. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can and visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts including on Patreon where you can support this show specifically by joining the Torn and the Goblin membership at $1.25 per episode or $2.50 per month, or you can provide general support for $2 per month. And you can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support. With the Humble Bundle affiliate link, you get codes for Steam, Epic Game Store, Uplay, and more. And I think we did get a Patreon here, or a patron, 
uh, as they say here, give me one moment to find that here. Cause I shouldn't, should have put this in the show notes like I was supposed to, uh, bear with me one moment while I dig that up for shame. For shame. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem when everything's in discord. Is it, uh, yeah. Thank you to our new patron, Jamie McKnight. So thank you. Yay. Yay. And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. The opinions expressed on this show are the express opinions of the hosts and are not representative of Blizzard Entertainment. All place names and character names from World of Warcraft are used are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark, a registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment and is not in the U.S. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark <laughs> of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. In the U.S. and other countries, no copyright or trademark infringement is intended. For Katie, I'm Nick. Ancestors watch over you. Time is magical, girl transformations, friends. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 